ranking the Sunbelt West coaches. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Uh, all right, we will preview. We have a couple of ball games. I think both 3-0 and teams are playing on, uh, yeah, couple of 3 and 0 teams are playing on Wednesday so we will preview a little uh, Sunbelt uh, basketball action but let's rank the coaches uh, in the Sunbelt West and I'll admit my homerism right up front uh if you don't like them uh but they're my rankings and you're welcome to disagree or challenge or call me crazy all right the one thing that we may have different and I haven't done I just did the West this morning and it kind of off the top of my head, I was actually impressed. Was able to list all the coaches without looking, and uh, I'll do that again tomorrow for the Sun Belt East. And one of the things that may be different is the new Sun Belt coaches in the West, uh, Bryant Vincent and Jared Parker, don't have extensive, if any, head coaching experience. Bob Chesney does, so that may be different, and that may be along the lines of like we know what we have kind of like quarterbacks, you see teams rank the, or, you know, people rank the quarterbacks. A lot of times they're ranking rookies ahead of the people who have played, right? Like I know finances have something to do with it, but a lot of people think that Caleb Williams is already better than Justin Fields. And we, that's not because we know what Caleb Williams is doing in the NFL, but we've known what Justin Fields is doing. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying you, you'll see that around. So uh, that may be a different in the Sunbelt East. But in the Sun Belt West, we're going to rank the two new coaches as incomplete. We just don't know what they're about. All right. We know Bryant Vincent has overhauled the roster almost, if not a third of the roster, basically a third of the roster has been overhauled with transfers, only a handful of high school commits. We still have, you know, the signing day coming up uh, next month. And Jared Parker, uh, just getting going with Troy, taking an interesting, what was it, a bachelor party uh, to Nashville? All right. Uh, and, you know, they've lost a lot of guys. All right. In the transfer portal, they lost a bunch of coaches. They're not exactly starting from scratch, but they're not exactly, Troy's not exactly starting at the point that John Summerall was starting at a couple years ago. All right. So that, I, I think that probably should be known heading into next season. All right. Uh, so to begin with Troy and ULM, Jared Parker and Brian Vincent, they get incompletes because we just don't know. All right. It's not fair to judge because they haven't done anything yet outside of Brian Vincent, you know, bringing in a, a third of the players uh, for his team here in 2024. All right. So fifth, I'm going to do the fighting Will Halls. He, uh, you know, big fan of Will Hall, you know, knew him briefly, uh, when he was here with the Cajuns as the offensive coordinator, uh, have loved all the interactions that we've had. It has not gone as well for Will Hall as it has for others who came in 
almost at the same time, exact same time, Kane Womack came in, right? And although I think South Alabama didn't have a great season this year, uh, he's had that program better off than Will Hall. Although Will Hall, all of a sudden, has a really good recruiting class and just got a Power 5 quarterback. So next year, right, Will Hall, I think, Will Hall and Southern Miss, and still depending on what, we still haven't seen what T.J. Finley is doing. I, he, he can't go into the portal anymore, right? Although he's graduated. If he's graduated, he can. Uh, but Will Hall and Southern Miss, I believe, should compete for the Sun Belt West title. All right. Now, you know, maybe Rodemaker isn't quite as good as everybody thought he was. Maybe there's injuries. All right. So people use excuses. I use reasons. But at least on paper, as of right now, Will Hall and Southern Miss should compete for the Sun Belt West title. Okay. Number four, Butch Jones. Uh, this has taken a big turn. Uh, Butch was on his way out. Let's be honest. He had some good, great recruiting classes. And we talked about that yesterday. You need to stick around for the recruiting classes to have an effect. As of right now, Butch Jones has the number one recruiting class, I think again, uh, coming in for 2024. But those are just young kids for the most part. I'm sure he's got some transfers, including Malik Hornsby from Texas State, which we have not discussed. They are changing uh, his position. He is going to be a receiver because that was really interesting because you have Jalen Rayner, who's already there, and he's a freshman. So he's going to play at least two more years, if not three more years. And then you have Josh Flowers, a highly talented recruit, automobile, who's going to be there. So Malik Hornsby went to somewhere where he could play immediately as a receiver. He'll get a chance to figure things out in the spring and hopefully contribute uh, in the fall. But again, this was going in the opposite direction. All right. So Butch Jones, you know, did one of the great coaching jobs, you know, in the season. I think, you know, Brian Kelly did that a couple of years ago, maybe not so much this year, but a couple of years ago when you know, it didn't look like LSU was going to be anything great and they won 10 ball games. And you know, I think Butch Jones did a heck of a job coaching in season, went with the freshman Jalen Rayner, kind of shifted everything that they were doing and ends up in a bowl game. And, you know, good for Butch Jones. You know, they came up just short in the bowl game. Uh, but he's got that program going in the right direction. All right. Which, you know, in early September wasn't right. He wasn't going to make it to Halloween. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's heading in the right direction. So uh, Butch Jones is number four. All right. So that segment was a little bit short, but let's take a timeout. We'll come back and do uh, the rest. I don't know how controversial the next three are going to be. I don't think they're that controversial. Maybe you could switch three and four. Others here in Lafayette probably wouldn't have three as high as as, as I do, which is fine. Uh, I think there are reasons more than excuses. So we're going to go with that. Uh but it is what it is. Again, my rankings, you're welcome to uh, disagree and comment uh, on them. Uh, so let's take a time out. When we come back, we will do the rest of uh, the Sunbelt West coaches rankings here on Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Let me tell you a little bit about Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies 
are running out of antibiotics. Right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, and this is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling that if a close family member got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, cyanitis, skin infections, among others. And this stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's continue with the uh, Sunbelt West coaches rankings. So, so far, we did the incomplete for Jared Parker and Bryant Vincent. Incomplete, because we they don't have any experience uh, being head coaches uh, yet, and we don't know, have any idea about them. We did Will Hall at five. I think that could be very different by the end of the season, but heading into it, based on the successes of the others, that's where he is. Butch Jones seems to be having Arkansas State heading in the right direction. All right, he's got had some great recruiting classes, finally went with a freshman at quarterback, and we'll see if they take that to the next level. I said Southern Miss should compete for some about West title. So should Arkansas State. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, you give Jalen Rayner another year, okay, work on whatever weaknesses you think they were, and maybe passing was one of them, all right, and decision-making is another. Uh, and you get that to a level that, again, we just needs to be Levi Lewis, right? You need to be Levi Lewis, which is really good, but, you know, we don't need to be putting Lamar Jackson numbers kind of up. Just need to be Levi Lewis, all right? And so that's where we are. Let's do the next three. So now I have Mike Desimo for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and that'll probably be more controversial here in Lafayette than it is across the rest of uh, the Sun Belt, all right? I think Desmo has done a pretty good job. Uh, some things we knew, some things we didn't, all right? So Billy Napier took a lot of people, coaches and players, and I, th I think, I thought Mike said like 45 scholarship players were gone heading into his first year, all right? And he admitted, we tried to stick with the same plan heading into uh, 2022. But the plan worked for the previous team and wasn't going to work for the team in 2022. So then they got a plan for 2023. And that plan had to be edited numerous times because you went from Ben Wooldridge to Zeon Chris to Chandler Fields. Three different quarterbacks. And uh, again, people are going to say that excuses. I know, you know, what the Browns have done been amazing. We've seen other backup quarterbacks against the Sun Belt in the bowl games win. I think what uh, the Cajuns did over the last couple of years, each year using three different quarterbacks. Oh, uh, it was a little bit different in 23 than it was in 22. 22, they kept on changing, right? It was Chandler Fields was a starter. Wildridge would come in for a couple of series. And then 
uh, Fields got hurt. Woldridge is your quarterback. Then Woldridge got hurt. And then Fields is your quarterback. And then Zeon Chris uh, comes in to get some time. And so that was different than this year, where in 23, it went from Woldridge, he got hurt. Zeon Chris came in. Zeon Chris got hurt. And then Chandler Fields uh, became your quarterback. All right. And outside of the bowl game, kind of Chandler got better every single ball game. All right. Played okay in a tough spot against Arkansas State. You know, Arkansas State made a ridiculous defensive play on interception as he, I think he went in there to like convert like a third and 13 or something like that, maybe even a third and 18, and was leading the Cajuns down the field until Arkansas State made a ridiculous play. Uh, and then he just got better and better, struggled a little bit against Southern Miss. That was on a short week. All right. Uh, and just, it got better and better and better until it didn't really work all that well. He struggled, did not have a great game against Jacksonville State. Uh, but he's coming back. So Zeon Chris is in here. Ben Woldridge is back. And Chandler Fields is back. So the quarterback room should be pretty good health-wise, if it stays that way. And maybe that's why Chandler came back. I'm I'm sure that had to do with Zeon leaving. All right. I'm not sure he wanted to be a third-string guy. But, you know, with all due respect to Ben, he hasn't stayed healthy yet. So if I'm Chandler Fields, I got to be ready to go at any particular moment. So I'm putting Mike Desimo number three. He has led the team despite rebuilding on the fly to two bowl games. He hasn't won a bowl game. I know he's had two losing records. I think Jacksonville State was really good. They were pumped up for the game. That game could have gone either way. You know, if they win that ball game, if they win that ball game by three, is it really that different of a perception? Apparently it is. I, I don't think it should be. It is, it is, right? That seven and six is distinctly better than six and seven. I, I don't happen to think so, but others do. And uh, it would be a different perception if they won that bowl game against Jacksonville State. All right, Jacksonville State had a great season, all right? And I thought the Cajuns did well in that ball game, just not well enough. Really, you know, didn't finish it off when they had a chance to win. All right, so I got Desimo number three. Number two, G.J. Kinney. All right. Love the cockiness. Love the confidence. Love the offense. Uh, signed an extension. You know, not only won six ball games, but won eight ball games. Won a bowl game. Uh, has his uh, running back coming back in Ishmael Mahdi. And to be honest with you, it kind of feels like they're working on NIL deals for uh, uh, TJ uh, to come back. All right. Um, TJ Finley to come back. So that's kind of what it feels like, right? He's, he's married. He's got a kid. He's got to support the family. He's got an opportunity to make some money. It may not be the most money ever, but he may not need the most money ever. You just need, you need diaper money, right? He needs, you know, rent money, right? He, if he's going to school and playing football, his time is going to be taken and, you know, I don't know about mom. Mom may be in the same situation. She may have to finish school. I don't know about mom. So there's going to be, you know, nanny money. So again, it doesn't have to be seven figures. I don't even need to know if it has to be high six figures. It just has to be like high five, low six figures, because, you know, if you get that coming out of college, you're doing pretty good. So again, not knowing and seeing any, any news, I, I presume Finley's coming back and they'll be, to be honest with you, they will be the preseason favorite to win the West, all right? Based on 
TJ Kinney and based on who's coming back. All right. They will be the proverbial leader in the clubhouse. Now, if Finley doesn't come back, that that's going to change things immensely. All right. And then there's no Molly Cornsby. So now we're kind of starting at scratch. So you're going to have to figure out who the quarterback is if Finley doesn't come back, but hopefully uh, he does for Texas state's uh, case. And I, I, you know, they signed him to a big contract. We're getting, we're seeing more and more. There's a huge buyout. If he leaves, you know, again, he could be there for a little bit as, as well. You can only pay so much uh, through the Sun Belt. So, you know, hopefully he stays. I mean, again, we've talked about this with TJ Finley. This is not my idea. This was someone else's idea. So I'm stealing it, but he could stay and, you know, be that guy for Texas state. And all of a sudden, whether DJ Kenny stays or not, which I'm sure he's going to get a power five job, you know, a couple more bowl games or a Sunbelt championship. And he's going to be gone. He's going to be making, he's going to go from making a million bucks or so to be making four or $5 million. And you can't blame him for that. But if TJ Finley sticks around for a couple more years, cashes in somewhere between 150 and 200,000, all of a sudden he gets a good job in the athletic department. Maybe he gets a, well, he's already probably working on a master's degree, you know, but you know, and then he becomes the guy in San Marcos, and that's not the worst way to be for a little bit. I don't know what TJ Finley wants to do. If he wants to try to go pro, great. There's opportunities out there, but he could be the guy in San Marcos for a long time, uh, you know, if they stick around. And so who knows, you know, maybe G.J. Kinney sticks around for two seasons while Finley finishes up. All right. And my number one uh, coach in uh, the Sun Belt, it was not a great year, though they did win the first bowl game in – South Alabama history, Kane Womack. All right. He's done a really good job of instilling that culture. All right. And for the people who say, you know, we don't care about the bowl games, go look at, go look at South Alabama's video of them winning a bowl game. All right. Now it's a little bit different than most, you know, even if Troy wins it in, where were they? Birmingham. That's not winning it on their home field. Uh, they won a bowl game in Mobile, and that's the first time. That's the first time they've won a bowl game, and so they get a chance to celebrate it on their home field. Although they were the visiting team, which is strange. Whatever. Uh, they've gone to two bowl games back to back. That's unheard of. They had a ten win season. That's unheard of. That was two years ago, and they seem to have their quarterback of the future already there. Right, Gio Lopez got a little bit of time. Played extremely well in the bowl game. Carter Bradley uh, banged up. Uh, Trotter, Desmond Trotter started, played well, but Geo kind of stole the show running and passing. Uh, and so they seem to be in a good situation moving forward. Uh, oddly enough, they got rid of a few coaches, right? The offensive line coach, I think the wide receivers coach, the linebackers coach. Now the defensive line coach, he went to Tulane with John Summerall. So they got some coaches to replace. However, they have kept their offensive coordinator, Major Applewhite. I mean, I didn't even hear him at all for Power 5 jobs or uh, head coaching jobs or Corey Batoon. Didn't hear them at all, right? And again, has to do with the roller coaster ride of what South Alabama was on this year, right? They didn't, they didn't put up 50 one time. They didn't put up 50 two times. They put up 50 points three times. And yet, they let a 14-0 lead early, admittedly, get away from them against Central Michigan. Didn't appear to be prepared uh, to play uh, Tulane. They go into Oklahoma State and hammer the Cowboys. And that was when Gunday said, all right, we're changing things. We're sticking with one QB because this way isn't working. 
And Oklahoma State ended up having a good season. Did they play for the Big 12 championship? All right. So that, that game was the eye opener. Uh, and yet they lost at home in, in a turnover fest against uh, the Cajuns. Uh, and, you know, it was just an uneven season. All right. But you're now having that continuity, at least with the coordinators. Kim Womack will be heading into his fourth year. Andrew Applewhite with his fourth year and Corey Batoon with their fourth year. And now we're going to see how good that staff is. They kind of was a, a hodgepodge in the first year, and they probably would have gotten to a ball game, but Jake Bentley got hurt. And that kind of ended that. They had some games that they probably could have won, but didn't. And then they reeled off a bunch of one score ball games. They had a bunch of games, and maybe that's the difference, right? Between 22 and 23, they won a bunch of close ball games in 22, couldn't quite do it in 23. Uh, I still think Kane Womack has the program heading in the right direction. Uh, we'll see. It's a bit, it's a big season. I don't know if South Alabama is going to contend for the championship based on quarterback. All right. Maybe South Alabama surprises, uh, in a positive way compared to negative way compared to what happened this year. Right. Uh, well, who do I have? I have Arkansas state, the Cajuns and Texas state, and now Rodermaker over at Southern Miss, they should contend, all right? But not sure about uh, Texas State's going to depend on Finley, like we mentioned, and not sure about South Alabama. They could surprise. We shall see. Uh, so that's the list. Those are my top Sunbelt West coaches. Womack at South Alabama, G.J. Kinney at Texas State, Mike Desimo for the Cajuns, Arkansas State's Butch Jones, Southern Miss's Will Hall. We love the fighting Will Halls. Uh, Troy, Jared Parker, and ULM, Brian Vincent. Again, those guys get incomplete grades. We just, we, we don't know. Although you do have to be impressed with Brian Vincent having a plan and apparently executing it. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, let's talk about, we got two ball games heading on uh, Wednesday uh, in Sunbelt Place. So we'll preview that coming up next. Let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. The NFL season is wrapped up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of, of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team uh, every day. One of the things that was interesting about the Sunbelt standings is that, uh, basketball-wise, is that you do have a bunch of teams that are off to good starts that didn't necessarily have pre didn't have good pre-conference records. Georgia Southern being the leading candidate in that cause, right? Oh, and 12. Uh, that's what they started. And yet, they've now started 2-1, and one, including a win on the road. So they are 2-13 and 13 <laughs> overall, but they're 2-1 and one in the Sun Belt. So the 2-13 and 13 don't mean anything. The 2-1 and one does, right? In the Sun Belt's one bid league, and we're trying, if you're a Sun Belt, Basketball coach trying to get as good a seed as possible. I guess you're trying to get a top four seed, but we saw that didn't always play out 
last year in Pensacola because you haven't played for a week and someone gets a little play, right? It doesn't really, you know, there's not a huge advantage um, in terms of being tired to begin with. Although I think, uh, you know, in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, right, one game, your legs are not going to be gone one game. It may be at the end where maybe, you know, the Cajuns had a little bit more. I think they were a better team. But the Cajuns had a little bit more than uh, South Alabama did. South Alabama, I think, was playing right there. I think there was even a day off in there. They were playing their fourth game in five days where, you know, the Cajuns were only playing like their third. Um, but the idea is to get, you know, the preseason doesn't really matter. It's the Sunbelt standings and putting yourself in position to win the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, right? JMU, they lose one ball game on the road to Southern Miss and they fall out of the top 25. And we mentioned there wasn't a whole lot of room when you're in the 30s or you're ranked, uh, you're seated in, you know, bracketology as like an eight seed or a 10th seed. If you ain't winning the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, you're not getting an at-large berth, right? You need to be at like a five or six seed, which I think, Jamie, you should have been, but they weren't. And so now, uh, what do we got on Wednesday? We got a pair of ball games. A little bit disappointed that these games don't appear to be on anything more than streaming. You would think that they would be on Wednesdays and be on one of the linear channels instead of just the plus. But you do have Marshall, who has started out 3-0. They started out really hot, uh, including a win over the Cajuns. Uh, they're only 8-8, eight and eight, so they started out the season 5-8. and eight. That's not great, but now they're 8-8 eight eight with the help of a 3-0 start. They host Georgia Southern. So Georgia Southern beats Southern Miss. Takes one on the chin against Arkansas State, but then bounces back to beat Monroe. Now, what can you do on the road against Marshall? That's going to be a tough game. We don't have a line just yet. Those lines will come out tomorrow. We'll go over those uh, as well. But that's going to be a tough spot for Georgia Southern. We'll pick Marshall right now. I mean, Georgia Southern got hammered by Arkansas State. I think they made a bunch of threes in that ball game did Arkansas State, but um, we'll see what that line is. It should be more than six or seven, right? So, yeah, the lower the line is, the more I'm going to take Marshall. The higher the line is, the more I'll take Georgia Southern. All right. Meanwhile, the Cajuns are traveling up to Troy, and Troy was not off to a great start this year. They started out six and six, and we're big fans of Scott Cross, uh, but now they're three and oh. Let's see who they've beaten. They beat App State. I think they took down App State. So that's a nice win. That may be their best win. Yeah, so they won at Coastal Carolina. They hosted Old Dominion, took them down, and they did hang on to defeat App State 66-62. So that is a nice win for Troy. Cajuns, let me see how many threes they hit the other night. Because I, I really believe the Cajuns need to hit like 10 threes. I'm not sure they've gotten there. Like If they hit 10 threes against JMU, they would have won. I think they only hit about five. Let me see how many threes they hit against Coastal Carolina. Uh, they hit nine. Close. Uh, not a bad percentage, 35%. Not great, but not bad. They hit nine threes, and that's the difference in the ball game. Coastal Carolina was three of 14, and it was a eight-point game. So the Cajuns need to hit the threes. Troy appears to be pretty good uh, defensively. We'll see how that works out. I thought 
Was it JMU? I thought JMU did a good job of limiting the Cajuns to three-point attempts because that's that's how they're going to beat you. That's to me, that's really the only way they're gonna, they're going to win. All right, they're going to live and die by the three, and the closer they get to ten three-pointers is when they're going to be competitive or not. And the difference in this ball game against Coastal Carolina was again Joe Charles hit back-to-back threes. Right, like we talked about this, Coastal had taken the lead in the second half, and I think it was tied. And it went from like 62-62 to like 68-62 in a blink of an eye. And I don't think the Cajuns gave up the lead uh, from there. They also did a good job hitting their free throws, 18 out of 23. So you do have uh, the Cajuns heading up to Troy. I presume that'll be, you know, a three, four-point game for Troy. And it's, again, winning on the road is hard. So I would probably pick the Troy Trojans to win that uh, and cover. All right, but let's see if the Cajuns can go up there. and. Uh, and turn the trick. Uh, uh, Bob Marlin and Scott Cross have been coaching against each other for a while now. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into a lockdown Sunbelt. We're getting oh so close to 1100 subscribers. Really appreciate that. Remember to like and share. If you see this on YouTube, don't forget about the audio podcast portion of the show as well. Uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify are the most popular, but you can find it anywhere. You find your audio podcast uh, on Wednesday's episode. We will do uh, the Sunbelt East coaches. And again, it may be a little bit different. I haven't done it yet. I would tell you if I did. Uh, I have not done the list yet. Certainly doesn't take that long to do the list. But Bob Chesney does have a track record of, of coaching. So he may not get an incomplete because he has a track record. We'll see once that comes out on a Wednesday. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. And we'll talk to you again on a Wednesday.